When we see you screaming on the court, is that Serbian or English? It really depends. If I if I want those people to know what I'm saying, I'm gonna say something in English. But if I'm if I'm really really mad, and it would be really bad for for me personally to you know say stuff like that in English, I would definitely say it in Serbian. <laughs> so it's gonna avoid getting teed up, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you can't tee me up if if you don't know what I'm saying. You know, I, I'm screaming. I, I I might be just hyping myself up. You, you never know, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> so much for checking out the episode. My name's Casey. Uh, this is actually a little bit of a bonus episode of the podcast, just in honor of March Madness coming to an end this uh, coming up weekend with the Final Four kicking off on uh, Saturday. Uh, I got two guys from the Tennessee basketball team uh, with me today on the podcast. If you know me well at all, you know I've been podcasting for uh, about 10 years now. So I got some good stuff, good interviews socked away. I like to kind of repurpose those when I can. So just thought I'd kind of bring these back up as we are closing out March Madness. Perseverance, something we talk about a lot. It's such an important part uh, of sports as we talk about, uh, you know, kind of muscling through being uncomfortable. That's the way you really reach your goals. Well, both of these guys on the show today uh, have done that for sure. They're both international guys that left their home country to come play basketball here in the States uh, in an effort to chase their basketball dreams. Both of these interviews you'll, you'll hear today are, are great, in my opinion, because not only do they talk about the, the basketball experience in the SEC, but also you're going to hear a little bit of that, uh, a glimpse into what it's like for them being here uh, away from their native lands, Oroš Plavšić uh, being away from Serbia, and Olivier Kumwa from Finland. So I'll get right into it. This is Olivier Kumwa. I originally interviewed him in October of 22. day doing strength strengthening and making sure you know you're not doing too much but you're staying on course yeah but it's but it's all good now yeah yeah absolutely i just saw a video with you actually of playing chess you're quite the chess man no yeah i do enjoy chess i do enjoy chess are you the best on the team it's between me and santi probably uh is that something because you're both international guys not sure. Honestly, I just uh, grew up and had people around me who enjoyed chess and just kind of picked it up from there. So uh, I really wanted to have you on to to talk about your journey, I guess, from your native Finland to making it to, to Knoxville, Tennessee, to playing for the Vols. What was that like? Like, walk me through your, your childhood in Finland to, to making it here eventually. So, you know, started off. Finland isn't a really a basketball country, but my dad played, so I was around it a little bit. Then later on, Finland really known for ice hockey. Later on, I started playing soccer first. I wasn't good at soccer, so that kind of died off. Then I picked up basketball just because it had been around and you know interested in me. And then uh, after playing for a couple of years, it was more of a hobby. Finland, when you're little. You know, sports are more of a hobby than something that you're planning on doing for the rest of your life. It's more like you go do it after school just to have something to do. And then when I was like 13, 12, I really picked up picked up basketball and started taking it seriously, started really changing my mindset and really wanting to play. At 17, I moved to Maryland with my dad. 
then uh, after getting injured before my junior year, actually, I broke my tibia right by the knee. I missed out on my junior year of high school. And then uh, I went to play at Bishop Walsh in Cumberland, Maryland, my senior year. And that's where, you know, all the attention started to pick up and, you know, Tennessee found me and I ended up coming here. So did you move from Finland to Maryland with the intention of like specifically because you had a dream of basketball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, okay. I, I wanted to live with my father, too. You know, I was I was a growing young man, so I wanted to learn from my dad, be around a role model. But then basketball was my dream and I knew I had more opportunities here than over there. Well, talking about your dream, what, what are your career aspirations? Do you want uh, to continue with the national team or, or what? What do you see in your future basketball-wise? I would love to continue playing for my national team, but my main goal is to get drafted and hopefully have a good career in the league, you know, be one of those guys that sticks. As of right now, I'm just trying to get drafted. I'm trying to get my foot in the door. So, Right on. I have to have a good year here with my guys. Uh, in another SEC uh, tournament championship, right? Absolutely. Hey. Hopefully season two. You know, talking about Finland, and I'm just now thinking of this because every year you see like these polls that come out about the happiest countries. And it's like five years in a row, Finland or one of these Scandinavian countries, they're always listed as the happiest like citizens. Why is that? What's going on? It's so stinking cold there. It is cold, but you know, you can do a lot of fun stuff in the snow if, if you if you dress right and if you know how to play in it. But I think it's really just the community. It's super safe. You know, the most crimes that you'll come across in Finland are people getting drunk, getting into fights. So it's like, it's just safe. And whenever you feel safe, you're going to be happier than what you would be if you weren't safe. So I think it's the security and the safety of of Finland as a people that allow, allow Finnish people to be happy, you know? Uh, in it's totally fine if you don't know this. I just, I don't know why, what makes it so much safer? Do you have any idea? Why is it safer than here? Well, I think it's kind of a culture thing. Like in Finland, the, we, our taxes are super high. So then there's not really areas that are, you know, I guess the easiest way to say it, we don't really have ghettos or we don't really have places where, you know, they're impoverished people. Like everybody kind of, has some kind of money in their pocket because of the social security system and taxes that we play, so pay. So everybody's going to have food and a house, a home or something to go to sleep to or something to, you know, ensure that they're healthy. And, you know, health insurance is basically covered through taxes. So everybody has health insurance. So I think it's just the fact that there are less people in that struggle because of the system that's in place. Then it kind of takes away the need for people to think that they need to do certain things. You know, often you hear stories, people selling drugs or people committing crimes. It's because they need something. They need food or they want money or they don't have enough or, you know, and when you kind of eliminate that need or that want or that desperation, I feel like that was, that's something that has helped a lot. Just in, in what I have seen in my experience, that's, that's how I would answer that. Yeah. There's a, there's a book I've read recently. It's called the broken ladder. And what you're telling me reminds me so much of that. And, and that, that makes total sense. So I, I was just curious and uh, I appreciate your, your insight there. Hey, so I got a little uh, speed round with a couple uh, questions about your teammates. Okay. On the balls. First of all, funniest on the team. Funniest on the t- team, Jonas. 
just his personality. He's a goofball. Just a big seven foot, large human being who's goofy as life. So he goes with like like physical humor too. Yeah, physical. And this is the things he says and the way he behaves. Yeah, it's just all. I mean, obviously, I can't vote for myself, so I have to, you know, go outside myself. Right. Uh, who on the team is going to have the longest basketball career? Uh, could be Santi. Interesting. Uh, it could be uh, Santi. Who would be the best coach? Best coach. Oh, that's a great question. I think uh, I think Josiah is up there. Honestly, I think Zakai would probably be a better coach than he thinks he would. Oh, yeah. I actually thought you were going to say Josiah was the funniest. Yeah. No. He's funny, <laughs> though. He, he's just always goofy anytime he's over here. So so I want to ask best dressed, and the reason is because I, I watch the NBA draft every year, and those guys always <laughs> fully bring it. Who Who would be the best dressed at the NBA draft? Me. For this yeah. one, I, I, I'm not even if I'm not supposed to vote for myself. I vote. For no, myself. you can. Yeah, what, absolutely. What have you got? What have you got planned? Is it like a like a bright suit? See, the thing about me is I'm calm, and to me, best dress isn't always the flashes. I think I would just I'll absolutely have a smooth, smooth operator type of fit going on, and you know my shoe game. Even though right now, right now it isn't what it needs to be. It will be soon enough. Are you a sneakerhead too? Absolutely. Yeah, sometimes Oros will, will send me a text about some uh, Jordans or something, but the trouble is he's like, I need a size 17. I'm like, ah, I don't have those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big feet. The big feet gets a little gets you. So this one, uh, this one will be fun. Do you have a sister, Olivier? I have two sisters. Okay. Which teammate would you least want to take your sister out? Which teammate would I uh, Jamai? Okay. I saw I saw that asked on NFL Network once. Uh, it was when he was with the Vikings. They asked the like like ten guys, and all of them unanimously said Stephon Diggs. And yeah. I just I thought that was a funny question. <laughs> they all said it with with like passion too. Yeah, if you get singled out, that's bad news. Right. Hey, what's your uh, hype playlist before a big game? I like to listen to Meek Mill. I like to listen to J Cole, Gunna, some po- uh, Pop Smoke, Polo G. Uh, usually, if it's a select few songs, I'll put on Middle Child by J. Cole or I'll put on Rico with Drake and, and um, Meek Mill on there. I think those are some good ones. All right. Olivia, come on. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, buddy. Appreciate you. You have a great day, okay? Go balls. Yes, sir. Now, my chat with Oros Plopsic, uh, originally from March of 22. The first time we spoke, you, you correct me that it's not a you. Yeah, you. yeah. Last name is really, really hard to pronounce. But my first name, I, I wouldn't say like it's is that bad. People just mess it up because they said you instead of just who. Mm-hmm. So it's not you, Urosh, it's Urosh. I don't know if you realize you're the first seven footer at Tennessee since like the mid 90s. Uh, first ever Serbian player at Tennessee. That's one of the things I really wanted to to have you talk about is just kind of that journey from, you know, being a baller in Serbia to America. You were in Arizona for a little bit and then making it to Tennessee. Honestly, me coming to America, I never, never thought about it first because there was the language barrier. Like I, I never spoke English when I was back home and uh, 
I I knew zero English when I came to the States for the first time. So that was that was really one, you know, like I would just say issue, but uh, you know, I just I, I whenever I whenever I got here, it was really tough for like first like three or four months, um, not knowing how to communicate with people, not knowing how to ask for stuff. I mean, you're in classroom, let's say you need to use the restroom, you don't know how to ask. Like, you literally don't know how to ask, can I go use the restroom? And, I mean, I, I had some really, really uncomfortable moments where, you know, like, I would just say something bad. Somebody on the side would laugh about it and stuff like that. But to go back um, on how everything happened, honestly, I finished um, this season back home, and uh, I had a few few offers to go uh, play professionally in Europe or to stay in Serbia and play there professionally. But uh, in the very last minute, I, w- I got an offer. I was like, would you like to go to America? And I was like, listen, I really never thought about it, but that sounds amazing. You know, I think I loved every single moment of my journey because it, it was difficult and it was different. So, um, but yeah, I was like, I'm just going to go to to the high school and uh, I'm going to see what's going to happen from there. Honestly, I didn't know if I was going to get any offers, if I was going to do any good, but um, went to Hamilton Heights, had a great year uh, with um, Coach Zach Fair down there uh, in Chattanooga. And um, I, I lived with him and his family. They took me like I was their son. So um, to this day, we have a great relationship and uh, I know we always will. So I never thought about it, but um, once I get, once I got that call and they were like, would you like to go? I knew I was not looking back for, for anything. You know, I just wanted to take this opportunity and I was like, yeah, I'm going. I didn't even tell my parents, honestly, first. And then uh, the guy who helped me come over here, he called him um, after I told him that I would come and, um, I remember that day I was walking by my mom in my house and she was like, I know you were lying. You're not going to America. There's no way. I'm like, you will see. I don't know what to tell you, but you will see. Well, despite not knowing English when you got here, you're consistently on the academic honor roll. So that's impressive. Yeah, I honestly, I think I picked it up really quick because uh, I didn't take any English classes, any extra lessons or whatever. I just... Honestly, I was just trying to have, like, just talk with people. My favorite sentence when I first half of year in America was, what does it mean? You know, every single time somebody would say something, I would just ask, what does it mean? Can you explain it better? You know, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I, I, I was lucky to be in a great environment with great people around me, and they would really want to you know like help me with stuff like that and and all that but um it was really tough well speaking of what does it mean i I know i asked you this the first time we ever spoke but i want to get you to say it on the podcast uh i was very curious when we see you screaming on the court is that serbian or english it depends it really depends if i if i want those people to know what i'm saying i'm gonna say something in english but if i'm if i'm really really mad and it would be really bad for for me personally to, you know, say stuff like that in English. I would definitely say it in Serbian. <laughs> so it's going to avoid getting teed up, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you can't team me up if if you don't know what I'm saying. You know, I, I'm dreaming. I I might be just hyping myself up. You know, you you never know, but I do. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Where does that fire that you bring onto the court? Where does that come from? Have you been always been like that? I think I've always been like that. Honestly, I think that's that's a part of me. That's just who I am, and uh, you know, I I am somebody who wants to bring that energy every single day. I mean, people that that know me, they know I'm like that every single day, even in practice. So there's there's nothing different about me uh, on the court or in front of twenty two thousand people, like or when, when nobody's watching. So. I would definitely say I'm like that every single day. And, uh, you know, I'm just emotional, like I'm an emotional guy. I think I, I play with that fire. And uh, I think that that helps my guys too, you know, like when somebody's down and when they see me screaming and all that stuff, everybody gets hyped up and, um, and our fans and, you know, even our coaches sometimes, you know, it's just, I think they're just who I am, you know. What about as a little kid, like, was Orosh ever not he the was, biggest kid around? He was crazy. He was a crazy little kid. I tell you that. I was, I had amazing group of, I mean, I still talk to those people. I'm still friends with those people till this day. But honestly, like, I think like that kind of fire for sports, like, and uh, just, just being on the court and being, doing something in sports, it comes from there because, I mean, we was making some stuff up. Like it, it snows a lot back home during the winter time. The entire street would be covered in snow, and we would make like we would literally bring some stuff out, you know, make it icy, and then we would play hockey in the street. Like we would just find some, you know, wooden sticks, like and just go around, like find stuff, make a pack, and just the the childhood I had is is definitely something that that made me who I am today. But um. Yeah, we was definitely crazy, crazy kids. And, uh, you know, like I think that fire definitely comes from there, too. Good. Uh, we talk about who you were. I'm curious, what is your plan? Your major is it's something in sports, sports management. Is that right? Yeah, recreation sports management. So what is your plan for after college? Honestly, I'm thinking about um, not thinking. I know I'm going to come back here next year and uh, get my master's. So, um I would love to play professionally. You know, every everybody's goal is to be in the NBA. Everybody's goal is to be a professional basketball player. But um, same as me, I'd love to play in, in, in the league. But if that doesn't go the way I want to, I will definitely play somewhere overseas. And, um, you know, after my career, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things I can do. Even even here or, or back home, my family has a, a raspberry fair a farm we've been producing raspberries for uh, I don't even know how long and uh, you know there, there's that little family business that that is over the summer but you got to take care of those uh, raspberries you know during the entire year and stuff like this so uh, maybe I'm going to extend that finish this year let's see how it goes we we're on the on a you know we're we're rolling right now we're really good um you know, I'm trying to leave my mark at this school, at this university, because this is a great school. Uh, I mean, the the amount of support that we get from our fans here, it's it's unbelievable. You can see it last night. And, you know, I love it here. So I'm going to give my all for Tennessee, and uh, I will see where's, where they're going to take me after that. You're, a, you're quite the uh, sneakerhead. 
You know, I, I mean, I wasn't before I got here. And I even wasn't until, like, maybe last year. Um, but um, I, I always liked shoes. Like, I would like to have, like, you know, like a new pair uh, of, of basketball shoes. But um, honestly, my my shoe game off the court wasn't nowhere near to close to, to you know, to what is there right now. And um, I get a lot of credits to my girlfriend for that because uh, she really – kind of put me into debt because I saw what she got and I saw the way she dressed and, you know, like the, the, the heat that she puts on her feet. And I was like, listen, I have to step up my game now. So, you know, I can't be looking like a bum next to you. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, it's it just like, I think buying shoes, it just makes me happy. Buying shoes makes everybody happy. And, uh, you know, I, I love shoes. Uh, Obviously, on the court right now, uh, I'm not buying any basketball shoes because you get enough, more than enough. Yeah, I just like to have a fresh pair, you know, like every every once in a while. What is your favorite Jordans? I'd say Retro Force. Yeah, or maybe once Jordan One loves. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a big high top guy. I'll go any low top Jordan One. That's it. I can I mean any any colorway, whatever. I I just that shoe is just so simple every day, um, everyday wear, and I think it's um it's really casual. You can fit with anything, and uh, it's really really comfortable. Right on. All right, man. I'm gonna let you get. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of the podcast. If you haven't yet, please follow the show on social at D1 Training Pod. Do that now, please. Uh, give me a rating and review too. Uh, people don't realize that clicking the five stars, that, that helps, but, but it really doesn't fully go through unless you write the review. For some reason, Apple doesn't actually log it unless you write that review. So please do that. It'll just take you a second. I'm Casey. Thanks again for listening. And thanks to Mike McBath Music for the song. It's D1, the place for the athlete. Sport, it's C1 is where I'm going, baby. One, I said.